The White Sox beat their city rivals, the Cubs, during a cold and rainy night on the north side of Chicago. It was one game, uh, but for Sox fans, it feels like so much more. Uh, Giolito goes tonight trying to keep the winning ways going as Sox look to make it three in a row. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Search Locked On White Sox. Uh, this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Sports listeners get $50 off, $500. Just use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Lucas Giolito is going to get his turn to take down the Cubs. Uh, why Monday's performance from Dylan Cease will not be forgotten anytime soon. And Michael Kopech pitches well and gets a big win against the Cubs. Uh, State of the Sox. Uh, your White Sox are 10 and 13. It was a rainy, windy, nasty day on the north side uh, of Chicago in Wrigley. Sox beat the Cubs three to one. Um, Sox had a uh, Cubs, I'm sorry, had to scratch their original starter. Uh, so bullpen arm Scott Efros started instead. Uh, Efros uh, had minimal experience against the White Sox, giving up two runs and one hit. Uh, with a strikeout in two and a thirds uh, innings against the Sox uh, throughout his career. It was really just a bullpen game for the Cubs. So that was kind of a promising sign, I guess, uh, for the Sox offense. But then again, when the Sox do not see pitchers, uh, they don't have a lot of experience against them. Uh, sometimes the offensive numbers are just not there. Uh, but the Sox manufactured some runs. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit. Um, it was the Michael Kopech show for a while. Um, you know, he had to have been seeing what uh, Cease had done. And, you know, he's watching. You know, he wants to get his opportunity. Uh, Kopech's experience against the Cubs uh, last year was all out of the bullpen. So it wasn't a lot of experience. Uh, his first opportunity uh, to take the hill as a starter. And he was kind of on cruise control. Uh, he had some pinpoint control, which was great to see. Uh, he avoided that wild first inning that has plagued him in previous starts. Uh, things got a little dicey in the fourth. Uh, bases were loaded uh, after a, a base hit, a walk, and a hard hit ball that wasn't fielded cleanly uh, by Berger. Uh, there were two outs, and there was about there was 77 pitches uh, at this point. Um, he went to a 2-0 count, uh, Kopech did, against Jan Gomes, and then he jammed him. 
for a measly pop out to a Brayu. Um, I thought that 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 could have been the inning where things maybe unraveled a little bit. And maybe in a previous life for Michael Kopech, we would have seen a few runs come across home plate for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, but there was some real mental toughness, especially giving up uh, that walk and then and then seeing an error made by your third baseman. Granted, it was a hard hit ball. Uh, you know, you're at 77 pitches. Uh, there, there's a mental thing there, you know, especially with two outs. Uh, but for him to continue to battle after being down in the count 2-0, um, that was awesome to see. Uh, and that was his that was his last inning. Kopech left after 82 pitches, um, came out in the fifth, gave up a hit to Madrigal, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a moment. Lopez came on after that, but Kopech's final line, four innings, four hits, zero earned runs, uh, only two walks, five strikeouts. Uh, Kopech's got his ERA down to 1.17. Now, yesterday we talked a little, a little bit of uh, sample size with Cease and uh, what we're seeing from Cease, what we think we're going to get from him throughout the year. Now you switch over to Kopech. And we're starting to, I think, see what we're actually going to get from Kopech. Now, I think there could be an innings limit on Kopech. Uh, I, you know, I don't know, but you know, his history um, with his health and everything, you know, they're going to be monitoring him closely. But it is so promising to see uh, what we've gotten from Kopech. Uh, again, starting pitching, starting to come around a little bit, waiting for the offense to pick up. Uh, Lopez, Ruiz, Bummer. Foster and Hendricks uh, all to help out out of the bullpen. Hendricks got his sixth save of the year. Altogether, 12 strikeouts from White Sox pitching. Uh, top of the fifth, uh, first two on for the Sox hitters because uh, they were plunked. Uh, Harrison and Tim Anderson hit. I don't think it was intentional. Uh, it looked like Tim Anderson had, had some words to say. Uh, back at the pitcher, pitcher's mound. But um, Harrison's was really bad. Harrison got dropped to the ground. Uh, I don't, you know, maybe there's something that could happen in Wednesday's game. Plus, we have two more at Sox Park. Again, I, I don't think it was anything intentional. But you got two guys on, nobody out. You, you got to, you know, you got to do something with that. You want to make it hurt, get a couple runs across the plate. Um, Pollock pops up and fall territory, and then Abreu hits into a double play. Sox could not uh, capitalize. Uh, however, they did manufacture a few runs earlier in the game, and they got a solo home run to right field uh, from Tim Anderson. Um, so if you were at the game, if uh, you're a Sox fan and you traveled up to the north side, what were some of your takeaways uh, from Wrigleyville? You might not have been there in a few years. It's, def it's so different than it was uh, years and years ago. Um, you know, was there a part of the experience around Wrigleyville or, or perhaps in the stadium that you would like uh, for it to be replicated uh, back in the Bridgeport Armor Square neighborhood or at Sox Park? Um, any fights? Did you see any arguments, any brawls uh, at the bar or on the red line or in the stadium? Um, you know, I have been to so many Cubs Sox games, uh, obviously far more uh, on the south side at Sox Park. And uh, there is no, there hasn't been a game to my memory where I haven't seen a few fights break out. Uh, obviously, Friday nights, Saturday nights are far different in the summer. 
than a rainy, cold uh, Tuesday night. Uh, the red line experience commuting uh, back and forth, north side to south side is always interesting. Uh, standing on that platform, a lot of heated arguments. Uh, you tell me that fans don't care about it. Fans care about it. You know, it, it's one win. You know, we're now 10 and 13, which is great. But this one win uh, against the Cubs, this is huge. You know, the coffee tastes better. Uh, you know, things are just maybe a little bit easier for you on Wednesday as you walk in dealing with maybe that annoying Cubs coworker, or maybe you're on some kind of text chain uh, with other, you know, relatives or friends, and there's a few Cubs fans, you get to give it to them uh, for at least a day. Now, who knows what's going to happen on Wednesday, but for a day, you just, you kind of feel before that first pitch on Wednesday, you, you feel real good. Um, it was nice to see Kopech getting in there and getting uh, that type of uh, performance for his first start in, in this Cubs-Sox uh, rivalry. Um, you know, if the Sox take these two games, you know, if they take all four games this season, uh, does it start leaning towards a Sox town? Is, does Chicago become a Sox town? Does it even matter to you as a fan? Uh, they flashed some of the graphics in the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago. The Sox are now 9-4 and four against the Cubs since 2020. Uh, I personally, yeah, I don't think things are going to change unless uh, the Sox get on some some winning ways for several seasons, uh, get a World Series, and the Cubs, um, to on their side, they have a lot of losing seasons. It completely flip-flops. Uh, and then I think you might see uh, things change in the Sox favor. If it matters to you, if you care about it, if you want to see the city of Chicago uh, turn into a White Sox town, maybe you know, maybe that does it for you. For me, um, hey, I, I'm, I'm, you know, tunnel vision on the White Sox. And uh, it'd be nice if they were the talk of the town. Uh, but right now, man, we got to we got to keep grinding it out because we're only 10 and 13. So let, let's see how the rest of May goes and beyond. Uh, hopefully we can get two in a row uh, from the Cubs. Weird seeing Nick Madrigal on the other side. Uh, he, uh, he had a hit, made a pretty flashy play at second. He's not the first player, obviously to play on both South side and North side, but the most recent and a uh, lot of opinions about that trade involving Nick Madrigal for Craig Kimbrell. And, uh, I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of Nick Madrigal, uh, for a while, especially, uh, during these series. Uh, I'm going to tell you why that Dylan C's performance from Monday is still on my mind. And I got a feeling I'm not the only one uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets or gemstone pendant necklaces at BlueNile.com. You can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Not perfect? No problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Need your special purchase fast? In most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more on BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever 
with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Sports listeners get $50 off, $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, free, sh- free shipping, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Taking fans through the season like no other network. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I am uh, I'm still thinking about that Dylan C's performance uh, from Monday against the Angels, uh, and I and I don't think I'm the only one. Maybe uh, during this uh, you know the afternoon leading up uh, to the Cubs game, uh, maybe you went over and watched some replays, watched some of the strikeouts that Cease had especially against Trout. Uh, it, w- it was such a special performance. Um, you know, uh, he uh, Dylan Cease went out and he signed with super agent Scott Boris uh, this past offseason. Uh, he bet on himself. Whether you like Scott Boris or you don't like him, um, he gets his players paid. And Dylan Cease signed up with him. Um, and it's turning out to be a really good bet. I think we're going to look back on Monday's game against the Angels uh, is when people really start taking notice of Cease, if they have not already. And as you know, as a Sox fan, uh, outside of the city, outside of the state, um, outside of the Midwest, uh, you know, the Sox aren't talked about. They're not at the front of people's brains. Um, but performances like like what happened with uh, Cease on Monday, that's going to get people talking. Uh, Dylan Cease became just the second pitcher in White Sox history to record a seven-plus scoreless innings, one or less hit allowed, seven uh, zero walks, I'm sorry, and 11-plus strikeouts in a game, joining Gary Peters on July 15th, 1963. Monday's cease outing uh, brought him national attention, no question about that. When you strike out Mike Trout three times, uh, you get noticed. Uh, getting noticed uh, puts you in the Cy Young conversation. And that is something that, you know, we uh, we as Sox fans and a lot of, uh, you know, there was some buzz uh, heading into the season by uh, the prognosticators, the pundits of watch out for Dylan Cease. You know, he, he's going to be in the Cy Young conversation. And that's got to be great to hear that as a player. But you got to put up the numbers. And again, such a big outing. Uh, by uh, season. I think it's just the beginning here. Um, and, and why does it matter when we put things in perspective as an organization, as a fan base? The Sox have not had a lot of Cy, Youngers, Cy Young winners in their history. Uh, three in the entire history of the White Sox organization. Jack McDowell in 1993, Lamar Hoyt in 1983, early win 1959. Sale never did it. Mark Burley never did it. Uh, Billy Pierce never did it. Just impressive stuff uh, that hopefully, you know, Monday's outing just is, continues to build. Another block, another building block, another building block. And, uh, you know, it, it, it starts getting picked up nationally. And, and the conversation just starts becoming about cease uh, and ace uh, for the White Sox. Uh, in a James Fegan article that came out, 
in The Athletic on Tuesday. C said it was the best start of his career. Uh, several players weighed in on Cease's performance. Uh, Hendricks uh, said this, I think it was a different pitch every time, which is even the more impressive part about it. Uh, you're talking about going against one of the best hitters, meaning Mike Trout, not only just currently in the game, but possibly in history. And he doesn't swing and miss too often. I've heard some people say his approach is he goes out there and he sits on the pitcher's best pitch. Well, Cease has five different best pitches. Uh, that was coming from Hendricks. Here's Dylan Cease again on his performance. Some games I'll have outings where I've only got uh, really two pitches working and I'm battling. Today, I pretty much felt like I knew where four pitches were going. Uh, that's an amazing feeling. Uh, Tim Anderson on the Cease performance. Everything that he threw was electric and he was in the strike zone. Uh, if you stay right there, then the sky's the limit for him. Uh, Ethan Katz, the White Sox pitching coach. Dylan has been a guy that's always been a power guy. More, 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 uh, Katz said. To be able to have those weapons, he doesn't have to try harder with his fastball to make up for counts. That's where he's been. He can throw any pitch in any count now. It just alleviates a ton of pressure on his fastball to try to have to do more. Obviously, when he gets into the right position, he can he can go get it. And he knows when we have to stop and what count he needs to start looking for weak contact and not to try to generate a strikeout. Uh, and here's La Russa on the cease performance from Monday, the dominating uh, cease performance. This game is, no matter what your stuff is, it's about command, said TLR. You throw 95 or 98 miles per hour in the middle of the plate, they get you. Throw too many breaking balls, He's got a nice get over breaking ball and he's got one he puts a, you away with. A changeup moves the fastball around. To me, he's pitching with a lot of command and that's what he was doing as the 2021 season went on and he got better and better. He also competes, never satisfied with the last inning. It's always the next one. Boy, I mean, it's one thing to rewatch the game or maybe you're watching it uh, live on Monday. And then you go and you read, you know, the articles and what people are saying locally, nationally, and just these quotes from people that know Cease that are in the, the dugout, in the locker room with him, position players, manager, guys like Hendricks saying what he has said about uh, Cease and, and the types of pitches he can make and how many he can make and where he wants to make them. It's just awesome. Um, just absolutely awesome. So, Obviously, cannot wait uh, for the next Dylan Cease day. Uh, but first, we get a treat uh, of Lucas Giolito trying to keep the winning ways going. Uh, he hasn't seen the Cubs in a while. Uh, I'm going to tell you why the Sox will sweep the Cubs. More on that in just a moment. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag or throw them in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? 
They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the Mix Box. The Mix Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So you got to know that uh, Lucas Giolito was uh, sitting there studying, watching uh, what Kopech did. And you know he was sitting there watching, cheering, uh, in awe maybe, of what Cease was doing on Monday. Now, again, Giolito's done some amazing things himself as a pitcher. Uh, you you got to think that that motivates a guy like Giolito, okay? Hey, that, that's awesome for Cease. Cool. We got two in a row now with Kopech. I want to keep things going. Now it's my turn. These guys aren't going to show me up. I'm going to turn out a gem on Wednesday against the Cubs. It's now my turn to shine and be in the spotlight. Uh, Gio is going to go on Wednesday, game two, and then the finale of this brief series against the Cubs. Uh, Hendricks is on the hill for the Cubs. Kyle Hendricks has a 1-5 record with an ERA of 4.67. And 50 strikeouts and 10 appearances against the White Sox. Uh, Sox uh, saw Hendricks last season and, and really roughed him up uh, for eight runs in four and two thirds uh, innings. Uh, Geo's last start was, of course, against the Angels. It was a little rocky, gave up two home runs in the first, but settled down. And I didn't think it was too bad uh, of an over- overall pitching performance. Um, Lucas Giolito is one and three with an ERA of eight seven one and twenty two strikeouts and four appearances against the Cubs in his career. However, uh, Lucas has not pitched against them since two thousand nineteen. I mean, that seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, Giolito is a completely different pitcher. Um, so you know, Gio got to watch Kopek, got to watch Cease, and now he gets his turn. Weather. Uh, Should be dry, but still cold. Highs in the mid-40s. Hope to see Robert and maybe even Vaughn back. But, you know, no need to rush these guys, especially with sloppy conditions, cold weather. We've got to make sure that they're 100%. Don't want to re-aggravate anything. Uh, Folks, really appreciate you making uh, this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnSox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast coming up on the next episode. Hopefully we're talking about a Giolito masterpiece and a sweep of the Chicago Cubs. Really appreciate you making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.